0: Hey, you. Yes, you. Are you listening on your phone? Okay, good deal. Go ahead and do me a favor. Hop on social media and follow the Camp Kids podcast, especially on Instagram. I am wanting to continue to build this community and to start sharing ideas and even some sneak peeks. Do you want to contribute to the show without having to sit down and interview? This is definitely for you. I'll be posting polls and questions for listeners to be able to share, what they would like to hear on this podcast. So please go and like us and follow us and share it out to all your friends. Welcome back to the Camp Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bob, and I'm on a mission to bring together a community of camp people from around the world. Whether you are currently in your camp career or it's been a while since you've been at camp, when you're with us, you're at home. Today, you are in for a treat. I had the absolute pleasure of meeting Amanda, also known as CAP, and took away so many good things from this interview. Amanda has been a camp director for almost a decade now at Camp Oak Spring, a Girl Scout day camp in New Jersey. They share so many funny stories, but also their philosophy on camp leadership. Amanda also shares their Oak Spring song, but it does cut out a bit, and I have provided a full version link in the show notes. I was personally taking notes with this one, and I know that you will too. So without further ado, let's meet
1: Amanda.
2: Hi, Amanda. Hello. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, thanks. How are you?
2: I'm doing fine. Thank you so, so much for being on the Camp Kids podcast and being willing to do this. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to us? Tell us who you are and where you're speaking from us from today.
1: Awesome. When you
2: were younger as a camper?
1: Camp Oak Spring. I went there as a kid myself. I started off there as I was a Girl Scout growing up. I started first and fourth graders for anyone not familiar with the Girl Scout pairing of levels. So as a junior Girl Scout, I went troop, but then I was looking for something more adventurous and looking for the next step. I got into middle school decided summer camp was a thing for me. And Oak Spring was the local Girl Scout camp. I went for a year as a camper and then the next year training course. And then I was, I passed that was a camp aide for about four years there at Camp Oak Spring as a kid. So I have one camp in my life, the camp that I'm currently the director of, I grew up going to as a kid.
2: Oh my gosh, that's magical. What a wonderful experience for you to be able to grow up at the camp and now finally lead it into its generation that's wonderful
1: yeah oh my goodness
2: so then tell us a little bit about your experience as a staff member and as your role is now camp director
1: uh so i rejoined the team in 2012 as the business manager i was working as a shift manager at a daycare so I was the evening manager at a local daycare in my town, but I was trying to kind of figure out my place in the world. Like I had thought maybe teaching was the route that I wanted to go into. Cause I'd always enjoyed working with kids, but then I realized that I don't love the constraints of a classroom setting. It's just not my thing. So I'm like, well, what else can I do? So, Oh, maybe business management might be something that I could go into. And my sister at the time was the, Waterfront manager at Camp Oak Spring. And she said, We've got an opening for the business manager position. Would you like to submit your application? And I was like, Yeah, why not? What do I got to lose? So I luckily joined the team as the business manager in 2012. And then once summer ended, it's kind of like, Now what? I went back to working at the daycare. 2013 came around. I'm like, All right, let's do it again. It was fun last summer. And <laughs> I got to week one of camp as the business manager. And on Friday of week one of camp, the director looked at me and said, I just put in my two weeks. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. So I was uh, interim promoted to director because I'm, I'm a people person. It was a natural step for me, which luckily it was our ACA accreditation year. She stayed through the accreditation process and handled oh, all the paperwork. Oh, my goodness. That's great. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, her last day was Friday of week three, and then my first unofficial day was Monday of week four. Oh,
2: my gosh. Wow. You said that was in 2013, correct?
1: Correct. Yes.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's your 10-year anniversary for being a camp director. My gosh.
1: <laughs> yes. I did get offered the position full-time come the, uh, tw- for the 2014 season. My official coming up on my ninth summer as director at my camp.
2: Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. So you've experienced a lot. I feel like camp has gone through so much change within the last 10 years. And you've got to all experience it on the administration side. So, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to hear about your experiences there. Um, So that was my actually going to be one of my next questions for you is you are camp director and then you said you you are also outdoor
1: program specialist. No, that's correct. I'm I'm the senior outdoor program specialist just because I've been around for the longest amount of time. And with the turnover of my boss, I've had multiple bosses under my time here. Whenever the boss leaves, I step up and manage my department and I have other tasks that regular outdoor program specialists don't have. So they did give me the title of senior outdoor program specialist. That's
2: awesome. So then what do you do when you're not full camp at Oak Spring or like the summer season, I should say?
1: sure, sure. Uh, So I am responsible for providing outdoor programming to Girl Scouts in Middlesex and Mercer counties, which are in New Jersey, Brighton, Central Jersey. My camp is on the border of Middlesex and Somerset. So we do not serve Girl Scouts in Somerset County specifically, but that is where my camp is located and is owned by the Girl Scouts of Central and Southern New Jersey. So during the rest of the season, I facilitate weekend camporees. I help troops and groups get prepared to get out to camp. I work with troop leaders to offer badge programs for their kids. I'll report to me, and then we work together to develop and execute curriculum to adults in the Girl Scouting world to help them be prepared to take their troops camping. I also partner with local community partners to offer outdoor experiences to local Girl Scouts. But a lot of it really does come back to that. I'm running archery programs, so it's a a job of many hats, but my biggest focus
2: is just... That's fantastic. And I'm assuming as well that you've also had the responsibility of hiring and training your staff for the summer as well during the off-season,
1: if if you put it like that, too. So and you know, then those busy? weekend staff members, too. I'm in charge of the hiring and managing of my weekend staff members that are awesome. running these outdoor trainings or that they are running outdoor activities. So a lot of staff, definitely a big part of it. Awesome.
0: That's
2: great. I am curious, has Camp Oak Spring always been a day camp?
1: Yes, we have always been a day camp. We were uh, just like a camp for rentals first, right? But the summer program, which uh, one of our favorite fun facts about Oak Spring is how much do you think that we purchased our property for? And it's 125 acres. We sit right on the Delaware and Canal. It's one of our favorite things to joke around with the kids on how much do you think we bought this property for? Do you want to give it a guess?
2: Well, I looked it up online. Um, so, so I already oh. know the answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it was $1 back in 1972. The, the transfer of, for tax purposes, $1. Bought us 125 acres of magic, which I'm eternally grateful for.
2: Yes, my goodness. I love that. My home council did something similar. They bought property from the Army Corps of Engineers for a dollar. And it was supposed to be like for like a hundred year lease or something like that. I don't know if there was that kind of stipulation or if you just got it for a dollar and there was no stipulation on it. You guys got it for such a great deal. (laughs) I know.
1: Great, great price.
2: Since I had talked to Calico and she had just spoke so, so, so highly of you, I definitely wanted to have you on here. But one thing that did surprise me that she told me is that you guys don't use camp names, but some of your other camps in your council do use camp names. Has that just been a long-standing tradition or is that a preference? I'm very curious about that.
1: Yeah, great question. I get that a lot, to be honest. Because we're a day camp, we never had camp names. Even growing up when I was a kid, we did not have camp names for any of our staff members at Oak Spring. We do have four camp properties that we own and three of them operate as summer camps. So at our sleepaway camp, absolutely, they're using camp names. And at our troop and group family camp, they're also using camp names as well. They offer day camp also with both of those other options. So as I've had to travel between all three of our summer camps, I have acquired a camp name but it's not something that gets utilized as often as i would imagine campaigns to get utilized at our camp some people call me like by my camp name but when i go to the other two camps that it, mostly it's just my camp name that they they call me but no we never really jumped on it previous summers it'd be like if we have perfect example we have three gens one year. So one was Jen, one was Jenny, one was Skittles. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was just, it, that's just how it went. We've had a couple of people that if their name is someone else has the same name, they might opt for a camp name instead. But in tradition, no, we, we really haven't utilized them.
2: Do you mind sharing what your camp name is?
1: No, not at all. I, absolutely. Yeah. So my camp name is Cap, but it's short for Captain Safety.
2: Captain Safety. Okay. Well, that seems like there's a story behind that.
1: Uh, I guess it just kind of goes back to who I am as a person and what I try to create at our camp. You can't have silly without safe. And safety is paramount. Because if we are making unsafe choices, we can't have a successful camp. So we can be as silly as we want, as long as we're safe. And I'm just a goofy kid. Like, I've always been a goofy kid. I often ask why they let a five-year-old boy run a Girl Scout camp because I'm just a goof. So, of course, you know, it, it comes with the can't have silly without safe. And that's what Captain Safety says. And, <laughs> you know, I put my hands on my hips and I pretend that there's a cape behind me. And it does anything to get the kids to laugh to have a camp program. And if we're not making safe choices, we can't have that camp program. I love that so, so, so much.
2: Working for another fellow Girl Scout organization, they do drill safety pretty hard. And it can be done in a couple different ways. It can be done where they kind of almost beat you over the head with it and get you scared to to run a ropes course or whatever program you're trying to run. Or they can do it your way and be goofy and silly about it, but still have it as the forefront of the activity. I've never heard safety being presented like that. And that completely changes my paradigm on how I look at it. So thank you so much for sharing that and for being you. And that's just such a good example for the kids. So that's thank awesome. You. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. I'm kind of curious about who are some people that have inspired you along your camp journey and what have they done to do that?
1: That's a great question. And it's loaded. Some people that have inspired me along my camp journey. I mean, I have to start with my mom. She was my sister's troop leader and she for years had volunteered at the service unit level uh, one of the things my mom did in our school district was she was the person that brought random acts of kindness day to our school district. Kindness is another thing I would say that is paramount to our camp experience at Camp Oak Spring. Um, and being able to go to camp was only because my mom took me and my sister and my brother because we had a boys program at the time. So seeing her as a leader, you know, outside of our family setting is always transformative. So first and foremost, definitely my mother, Sandy Kelly, Urock. rock. It's my kids. You know, I've been a director at Oak Spring now Like I said, this will be my ninth summer. And I have some kids that when they first came to camp nine years ago, they were quiet and they were shy and they were not so sure of themselves. And I've been lucky enough to witness my campers become my staff, become my friends, become humans that trust themselves, that go on to do beautiful things because they know that they can because of the strength that they learned at Oak Spring. We are nowhere near our final form. So I take as much as I can from others. The kids, absolutely. And my wife, I wouldn't be anywhere without her. She's actually my business manager during the summer season. She's a fourth grade teacher and she has taught me so much about how to be the best kind of communicator when it comes to talking with kids. And I've learned so much from her I'm, I'm something that I picked up from her was show me with your body language that you're listening to me. And that like changed the way that I think about communication. So, you know, from all angles, every person that I've had the chance to learn with, I'm grateful for, but yeah, definitely my mom, my wife and my camp family, absolutely. Wow, that's so wonderful. This
2: is more for my sake. I want to make sure that I've got those things that you said ingrained in my brain.
1: You're nowhere near our final form. Show me with your body language that you're listening to me. She's a teacher, right? So that's what the kids are being told in school. And I learned from her what they're teaching in schools. And then I can model that. So like the first time I said that to a group of kids, show me with your body language that you're listening to me. They turned towards me. They put their hands at their sides, their eyes opened up, you know, and it was just it's Again, I'm constantly learning and I'm grateful for all the people in my life that helped me to learn new things because I'm nowhere near my final form.
2: <laughs> and thank you for sharing about those people that have inspired you. Now, I'm very curious um, about your leadership philosophy from when I spoke with Calico. She really said that you had been really grounded in your camp leadership. So I'm very curious to know about what is your um What is your personal leadership philosophy when you are directing your summer camp?
1: When it comes to my camp and my team, the first thing I will not make decisions for somebody else unless I'm including them in the decision-making process. I will not make a decision checking in with the people that it's going to directly affect. And then maybe even a couple people that shouldn't be there just to get their opinion part of my leadership style. I'm their friend, but I'm their boss, but I'm their friend. You know, if you're a real person, if I have you on my staff team, I want to know about who you are as a person. I want to know what your favorite color is. I want to get a little bit of information about you beyond, you know, can you sing a camp song? Can you start a lanyard? Do you know how to count kids before they go to the bathroom? You know, I want to make sure that I'm learning about you as a person, and then I'm celebrating that. And then hopefully creating a space where they feel comfortable talking to me. And I try to be as vulnerable as I can with who I am as a person. So that way my team feel comfortable coming to me about challenging things because maybe they know that I can relate to them or they know that I've already given them a piece of me in vulnerability and honesty. So they can then be their vulnerable, honest self one of the things that I love to tell my team is that I need you to give me 87%. <laughs> Ooh. I, just, I need you to, I need you to give me 87%. No one can give a hundred percent every day. If you can give me a hundred percent today, that's fine. That's great. Cool. 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 But I don't, I don't want to see consistent hundred percent because that means you're not really taking care of yourself. I need to see at least 87%. And if you get down to that 87, 86, 85, come talk to me. Let's figure it out. Let's find you a day off. Let's get you a chance to go shoot some archery if that's what you like camp. Let's get you a chip witch from the kitchen. I'm sure our kitchen manager has extra to spare. Linda always buys enough chip just in case. 87% is what I want to see. And being realistic about that, I think has really affected my team because so many places in the workforce, it's like you need to give me a hundred percent all the time, you need to be on your best no matter what. And I'm like, that's not real, <laughs> you know? It's not no, real. Not. Who can give a hundred percent all the time? And if you're giving a hundred percent all the time, you're just gonna burn yourself out, you're not gonna be able to have that engaging, connective experience with the kids, with the staff that camp is so hey, I'll take a solid B plus any day. You know what I mean?
2: Calico definitely did mention you were so good about checking in with staff and making sure that they were having a good work-life balance and just taking care of themselves as a person as well as working a job. So I love that
1: 87%. That's,
2: <laughs> that's wonderful. I do have to ask though, what is a chip witch?
1: Oh, what is a chip witch? Well, it's an ice cream sandwich with two chocolate chip cookies instead of the standard chocolate and then sometimes they can have like chocolate chips around the vanilla ice cream. Yes. It's like two chocolate chip cookies with vanilla ice cream in between it. <laughs> we call it chip, which a clock on certain days after maybe a stressful day. We'll wa- walk you over to my kitchen manager, Linda, who is my rock. When I'm struggling with something at camp, she's the person that I'll go talk to. We've talked through a lot of things together. She's a Lifetime Girl Scout. She's Paramount in her Girl Scout community. This is the office to the kitchen. This is the kitchen. Hey, Linda, it's Chipwitch o'clock. I'm on my way. (laughs) And she'll just come over with, like, as many Chipwitches as she can for whoever's left in the office at the end of the day. Because sometimes, you know, you just need that ice cream sandwich after a long cool you down and relax you before you've got to get to the emails that are all in your inbox because you know my Girl Scout year-round job doesn't stop when I'm at camp so I'm still planning for fall programming I'm setting up uh, outdoor trainings I'm dealing with large-scale events and so sometimes you just need that chip which to help you settle down
2: <laughs> absolutely you do oh
0: that's wonderful
2: I don't know what I had called that before knowing that it was a chip witch But now that I know that's a chip witch it's going to become a part of my vocabulary and maybe a part of my diet a little more too <laughs> so oh man thanks for sharing well sure. I was browsing your website and I was very curious to hear more information about your leadership opportunities for campers I saw the CIT program and the Camp A program I was hoping that you would kind of go into it a little bit more and say about what kind of different leadership opportunities you provide for campers
1: Cool. Yeah. So as someone who took the CSA kid that I believe that that is where I learned that my voice is not just how loud I can be, but what I can do with it. Our CIT course for counselors and training, we used to call it, (laughs) we used to call it CATS, the camp aid training session. We used to call it CATS, camp aid. And so just like running jokes at our camp because we have a lot of lifers on my staff. (laughs) We like to joke that our waterfront manager was born on the ground every summer since she was three. Oh
2: my
1: goodness. Yes. Of our leadership program throughout the years. And then I want to say it was about, I think maybe 11 years ago, Direct a gap that we needed to fill. And that was in someone that was in our leadership program. We said, all right, this week you're doing CIT class. It was, let's bring in someone specifically to be the point person for our kids that are older that have taken the course for our camp aids for our high school aged campers. So we brought in the term leadership coordinator and we brought on a fabulous woman who camped her whole life and was known in her service unit for camping. Her, name, her camp name is Stuby, which was part of her last name. Stuby came in and really helped to create this leadership program that we now offer, our camp campaign and training program. Once Stuby needed to take more time to be with her family during summers. We brought on additional leadership coordinators until the the leadership coordinator turned into the position of assistant director. So now my assistant director is the one that is responsible for running our leadership program. So it's a two-week program that is facilitated by our assistant director with the help of one of our unit leaders that is very knowledgeable in the CIT course and they do two weeks. The first week is a lot of book learning. They're reading through their what's going to happen as a CIT, how to work with kids, how to have that conversation with them about uh, if they see two kids aren't seeing eye to eye on something, how can they facilitate a conversation to hopefully find a bridge. They're doing a lot of work in that first week, even on different games, different songs, how to start the lanyards. So that's the first week. And then the second week they're out in program. They're doing the things that they learn during the first week where at the end of the day, they have a survey that the program manager of that program filled out about them. And my assistant director goes over that with the kids and says like, hey, these are some things that were great. I'd love to see you work on this. This is one suggestion that I have on how you could improve on this. You know How are you feeling? What's going on with you? Last year, we sold out our CIT course. The year before, we sold out our CIT course. The year before that, we operated during COVID, which I was phenomenal. Again, Captain Stacy over here, right? How do we do things safely? It's so cool to see these kids that when I first started, they were daisies. And now here they are as camp aides. So after they take the CIT course, they pass the CIT course or to be honest we do have some kids that just need some extra help right and they're not ready to pass it yet and we'll have them come back the next summer as a junior camp aid and just give them extra help on building up the skills that we felt like they could learn and grow from so they come back as a camp aid the following summer and this year we're actually doing a CIT2 course for the first time which I'm really excited about so that's going to help to increase our aquatics team <laughs> it will be a CIT2 course where they actually get their lifeguard instruction, uh, they, wow. they, and they'll become lifeguards, and then they have the opportunity to apply to work for us for the summer. Fingers crossed, they do. I'm pretty sure they will. But uh, yeah, we want to give. And then the assistant director is there throughout, so that way, if any camp aid needs something or is struggling with something or needs to take a break, uh, my assistant director is in charge of facilitating that we've worked really really close together my assistant directors over the past summers and I to make sure that we provide enough guidance for our camp aides, where they feel like they can be their own leader but also know that they have someone else to depend on if they do need additional assistance.
2: Wow that sounds incredible I was gonna say if you've been selling out your CIT program it sounds like you need an additional program and you're like yes and we've got CIT too and we're gonna pair it with lifeguarding and it's gonna help in so many ways oh that's incredible oh my gosh i'm sure that that's gonna go amazing and i i can't wait to hear about how this summer goes with that new program that's gonna be wonderful you said that you offered camp during covid does that mean that you offered it like in person on the campgrounds or like via zoom
1: so we offered both camp oak spring off-person camp I'm and the then camp, camp of joy which know. is our troop group family camp that also offers a day camp module, they did a virtual from home option. So we offered both virtual and in-person, which normally in a summer will serve close to 950 kids. We had about 520 at Oak Spring during the summer of 2020, and we had zero cases of COVID.
2: (laughs) Wow, that's incredible.
1: A stressful summer, but it was a rewarding summer. There were good things that came out of it. Uh, Words of affirmation is my love language. So I love when people tell me I'm doing a good job, but I also love to be able to do a good job. So people can tell me I'm doing a good job. But like when we safely navigated COVID summer, I was like this gold. I feel so good about our team. This is incredible. And then afterwards I was like, yep, mm-hmm, that was us. We did it. It was us. Woo-hoo.
2: <laughs> I mean, that attributes to the success that you guys are having now. To be able to safely navigate that is an incredible feat and will only help you guys move forward and keep growing and becoming as awesome as you guys are over the next decade and so. So that's amazing that you guys were able to do that. Since you've been in your role for so long, what are some changes that you've seen
1: since you've become a director? We've got Camp Sacagawea, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So that has been a, a hot topic in the camping world now is making sure that you're recognizing these camps that have names of Native Americans. If you have sites that are named after Native American tribes that you're paying no homage to, you know, like things of that. Something that I've seen become much more prevalent and much needed. I am grateful for the earth that I have. Like we thank the canal and we thank the grounds at my camp. Like when I whenever I am having a a tough day, like I I remember like I'm lucky because I have this space, but like I'm not the first person to have this space. I just am currently inhabiting this small square that I'm standing on. So I think land recognitions and making sure that being in touch with where these names came from and what they really actually mean and how things that people think aren't disrespectful really are, you know, and having to make those hard choices to remove pieces of quote unquote tradition that are rooted in negative views of Indigenous folks. So I think that that was something that we have done some work on. Uh, We're continuing to do additional work on. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I've seen, which again, very grateful for because it's only right to be kind to others and show respect. And as a queer person, a non-binary person, a person that uses they, them pronouns, it's important that I take up space so that way my kids can take up space. I don't know if you picked up on this, but like I will not use the term girls referencing my campers because that's not reflective of all of my kids. I do know that I have trans kids. I do know that I have non-binary kids. I do know that I have genderqueer kids at my camp. So we've stopped using terms like ladies and girls at my camp very intentionally um, and started using friends, y'all, chickens, broccoli lovers, whatever it is that, you know, comes out of your mouth, that's a kind word to address a group of humans. Humans, honestly, that's one of the ones we say the most. So more gender-inclusive speech has also been something that I've seen happen and I'm grateful for as, again, a non-binary person existing in a quote-unquote single-gender camp, which is not true because I'm there, first of all, and, like, my ranger is there and he's a cis man. So and ways of those I see that's a lot of that has changed. I also see the way that people view risk management has changed and people are asking more questions. They want to know what our ratios are and why we have those ratios. They want to know, even though we're ACA accredited and we follow ACA, American Camping Association, and we follow the Girl Scout Safety Activity Checkpoints, plus our New Jersey Youth Camp Safety Act, we are following all these things. I haven't seen anything, I want to say, like even just like the immediate thoughts that I'm having on these, I'm not seeing anything negative. I'm seeing change, I'm seeing growth and I'm seeing people's brains expanding and their minds expanding, which I, I'm... I'm lucky to only see that piece. I know that not everybody are people experiencing change that is not so positive and I own up to my luckiness in that. But yeah, the, the biggest thing is, you know, camp culture, it's creating the camp culture that needs to be not what your camp was or should be. It's what does your camp need to be and how do you create that culture of inclusivity, of kindness, of openness, of respect, of every kid, no matter what. I tell families a lot. I've recently been having a lot of parents calling me saying like, oh, my daughter wants to go to your camp, but she has special needs. Or I'm wondering if your camp is the right place for my kid because they are more rambunctious than the average child. And you know, I I always tell them if your kid wants to come to our camp, we're gonna make it happen. Like Girl Scout Camp is for every kid that wants to be there. If you want to come to Oak Spring, let's make it happen.
2: You just have such a way of putting kindness on everything. My goodness, I love that. (laughs) Referring everybody as broccoli lovers. (laughs) I agree. It's about creating a culture of what it needs to be, not about what you thought was good when you were young or what has been traditional. So thank you for sharing your insights on that. I, I greatly appreciate that. There's a camp in Iowa called Camp Sacagawea as well. And I went up there for a couple weeks in 2021 and I was helping out with the CITs and everything. And they introduced their names and their pronouns as like 15 and 16 year olds. And I was like, oh my gosh, we've arrived. Like, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> we're here. It. Like, okay, Ooh. great. Like, awesome. It's becoming a lot more inclusive and thank you for taking up space and for being vulnerable. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. My next question for you is, what is your funniest camp story?
1: I'm thinking of one that's hilarious, but it's like we've been on this kindness kick and it's not the kindest story, Oh, um, <laughs> but I feel like it's the one that I resonate to the most when I'm laughing about something at camp. Anybody that was there for it, we all laugh together, so I just have to go for it. So This happened, I want to say during either my transition summer or my first summer as camp director. I don't remember which one it was. And we had a unit that was out hiking and they were out hiking one of our trails and we knew that they were out there, but he just celebrated his 25th year as the ranger at Camp Oak Spring. And I am eternally grateful for everything that he does because our camp would not be successful without him. And this group must have wandered off onto a part of a trail that either he hadn't maintained or it wasn't, it just, maybe something was off about the trail. I don't know. And all of a sudden, which we don't use the walkie for like big emergency things, right? It's like, unless if we have an emergency, we always have to switch to channel two. So we're not on the main channel. But over the walkie, all you hear is the unit leader yell, bees, bees, there's bees everywhere. Bees. And I'm in shock. I'm like, what, what, what do you, what do you mean? There's bees so, like walkie back over. I'm like can you give us, what is your location? Is everybody okay? And the unit leader's like, the kids are fine. I took them the other way. The bees. I took the bees the other way. The bees. There's bees. And so of course my health supervisor and I get in our golf cart. We rush out to the spot in the trail that they told us they were. And all the kids are in one spot with the program manager. But this unit leader that had the walkie was like, Had ran off in a different direction and nobody was hurt nobody was harmed (laughs) you know everybody was fine it's just now anytime somebody says bees anyone that was around for that moment cracks up you know and we were very grateful that everybody was safe but just remembering that reaction of bees there's bees (laughs) it was was a good giggle (laughs) oh my goodness
2: thank you for sharing (laughs) I appreciate that
1: (laughs) Probably this season as a director, you know, it was challenging for me because I was the business manager the year before and I had made great friendships with so many people and now I'm in charge. And it was tough because I had to learn how to separate my friendships from my employees. Try not to wear the boss hat if I don't have to. I'll be boss man if I need to, but I really try to stay in like a personal friendly manner, but realizing that I have to be the boss for our camp to be successful, that was challenging for me. That was really challenging in my younger years. So I'm 36. You know, think 10 years ago, I was in my mid 20s, I thought I had everything figured out and I absolutely did not. So like on a personal level, like that was also very challenging and humbling once I moved through that part of my life where I started to really own up to the fact that I was not as grown as I thought I was. But yeah, that was probably one of the most challenging things I had to realize and work through in my leadership journey was really separating the fact that sometimes I have to fire my friends Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's not fun.
2: (laughs) Firing anyone is not fun, but especially when you've got a relationship with them, that's very difficult. So, well, my next question is kind of a fill in the blank. I have to admit, I stole this from another camp podcast and I thought it was brilliant. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to ask my guests this, but it's when I think about my camp experience, never did I think that I would blank.
1: When I think about my camp experience, Never did I think that I would have the opportunity to impact as many humans as I do. I get out on our sports field every morning and I yell, good morning, Oak Spring, at the top of my lungs. And they yell, good morning, Amanda, back at me. And I'm always louder. Ha ha. <laughs> and I get the chance to say to them, be kind to yourselves today. And when you have some kindness to give to someone else, give to someone else. but start with you. And watching that come to life over the years of all of the kids and staff members that I've had the chance to interact with, I never imagined that the platform that I have would become so impactful to myself and to so many others. world of kids take over with their smart, witty, kind, safe, attitudes and to know that i was able to be a piece of that i never expected that i'd be as an integral piece of that as i am i i love what i do i love my camp i love my kids and there's so much negativity in the world And we get the chance to do something magical. I never thought this would be it for me. You know, I like I said, I was like, teacher, do I want to teach? No, I'm not good in a classroom setting. Like, oh, maybe like business management. Like I'm really good at spreadsheets. I'm really good at delegating tasks and keeping people on track for things. Never did I think that I'd get to yell good morning, Oak spring every day and feel the feels that go with it.
2: Oh my goodness,
1: that's lovely.
2: Usually, I, I've when I've asked that guest, I'm taking that in another direction. I'm like, I never thought I'd have to clean this up, but you totally turned that around and made that such a beautiful moment. Thank you for sharing that.
1: And I will gladly clean up whatever it is. I <laughs> will never ask my staff to do a task that I am not willing to do myself, except for lifeguarding. That's the one thing you will find me not. I will not get my lifeguard cert. I have my kayak and canoe cert, you know, I'm zipline, rockwell archery, all the things. Dang, I would never ask my staff to do something I wouldn't do myself so I have to be prepared for those things like I will clean up whatever it is because it's expected that the staff will clean up whatever it is I will build whatever I need to build because it's expected that the staff will have to build whatever they need to build so those pieces are important but not nearly as important as the chance I get to help make the world a better place.
2: The next few questions that I have here are kind of quick fire questions, also a little bit more sentimental as well. But my first one of those is, what is your favorite camp song?
1: Uh, My favorite camp song is probably a tie between three songs. My team would be mad if I didn't say Camp Oak Spring song is my number one, because the Camp Oak Spring song is gold. But Mm -hmm. if I had to choose like widely known camp songs, I would say Boom Chicka Boom and The Moose song because I love singing like I really enjoy singing so when I do boom a boom I do opera style and no one expects me to hit the high note and I <laughs> always do
2: <laughs> that's awesome well since you said that you like to sing would you like to pick one of your favorite songs and sing it for us here on the podcast
1: I'd love to except it's going to be the oak spring song
2: Oh, okay. That's great. I would love to hear it. When the sun is coming higher, and
1: and the night's around the campfire where you and I first met, remember how together we would catch the stars, and the secrets were ours where we all learned to grow. Learn strength from the old oak tree, and peace from the water to be. We realize that friendship is a treasured thing it starts and it lives and it grows at Oak Spring later when the memories have all faded and the stories we've related are shadowed Laughter will remind us of that old oak tree. Where we learn the joys of living free from streams that flow with love, we learn strength from the old oak tree and peace from the waters that helped it come to me. We realize that friendship is a treasured thing, and it starts and it lives and it grows. Where at Oak Spring? Yeah! The I'm the crying room. and I get like goosebumps in my living room. My dog's looking at me weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, that's <sighs>
0: beautiful.
2: Has that song been around since you guys purchased the property, or is that something of recent development?
1: I was singing that song when I was a kid. So it's been around for a while and we have a beautiful old oak tree on our property and many springs throughout. We like to take the strength of the old oak tree with us wherever we go. I'd be a liar if I didn't say I love the song Say When. We sing Say When and linger every closing campfire to the point where so many of my camp people, we all have Say When tattooed on us because if you ever need us, just say when and we'll meet you right then. I
2: feel like I'm not an actual camp person now because I don't know if I've ever heard of the song Say When. I'm going to look that one up as soon as we're done here. I'm like, oh, that's one I don't know. So what is your favorite camp
1: meal? I love a good pie iron grilled cheese. Mm, uh, yes. Customized pie iron grilled cheese, maybe with some pizza sauce in there. I love my kitchen manager, Linda, makes a pasta sauce from scratch. So her ZD is always on top. But if I had to go with for me, myself and I, uh, if I was going for my favorite camp meal, it'd probably be a sausage, peppers, onions, and potatoes in a foil packet. Yes, absolutely. Do you call that anything? Just foil packets. I know some people may have called them silver purses, uh, you know, but that's not a a term that we use a lot. But no, just foil packets. Okay,
2: very cool. My next question is, what is your favorite camp tradition?
1: silly because... I guess my camp, like I love the good morning, Oak Spring, good morning, Amanda. Like I love that, but we do a closing campfire every Friday at our day camp. Each group comes up on stage and like does a skit and my assistant director and I will present awards to different kids and staff members for doing wonderful or random things. So I love our closing campfires on Friday. And then we all do friendship circles. So we take the right over left. We all get in circles and we sing, say one and linger. Also tied in there is we do a tie-dye war every last day of camp where we fill up water guns with tie-dye and we run around on our sports field and shoot each other.
2: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like, do you wear like white clothing so that it like stays?
1: We encourage everyone to wear white. Our campers get t-shirts every week and their t-shirts are white for that reason. So that way, yeah, but we do it every Friday. Every last Friday of camp is our tie-dye war. Wow. That's awesome.
2: I'm wanting to keep this podcast going for a while. And I'm asking all my guests, who should I interview or have on the podcast next?
1: In the camp world, I, like I said, I've got my one camp, right? So I'm, I'm in my world of camping. Uh, but someone that has impacted me greatly in my camp world was my previous manager, Beth. Her camp name is Skipper. And she worked at multiple Girl Scout camps and YMCA camps. So she... Brought a lot to the table when she joined our team. She was with us for a little over three years at Girl Scouts Central in Southern New Jersey. She knew what she was doing. She had great background, great knowledge. So I think that she'd be a phenomenal person to touch base with.
2: What do you find yourself missing the most when you're not at Camp Oak Spring?
1: The camaraderie of my team. Literally live five minutes from my camp. The air smells different there. My kitchen manager Linda, like I said, she's incredible. My business wife every day is also a super big bonus. Being able to be around like-minded people all working together to create a place of magic because I work from home. I've got a team, right? I've got an awesome team. My two other camp directors, Elvira and Donuts, they're rocking. And I'm so grateful for the two of them, you know, but we all work remotely. Are you
2: guys currently hiring staff for the summer? And if so, where can people go and apply?
1: Yeah. So we are going to be hiring staff for the summer. We uh, just brought in a new uh, He's the camp operations executive, right? So like I said, when my previous boss, Beth, was here, a new manager for my department next week. So after he joins our team, we're going to be working on getting all those job descriptions up on the website. Yes, we are definitely hiring, <laughs> but they're not up yet, but they will be. And it's just gscsnj.org careers. Uh, and then you would click on the view open positions and then the summer camp Positions.
2: Awesome. Great. I will make sure to put a link for that in the show notes so that if people want to go check it out, that they have it right there ready for them. Um, Because I was currently browsing it and your site is very user friendly. You've got lots of information about the camp. If people want to contact you or follow you, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, Facebook, uh, Camp Oak Spring. So it's just Facebook.com slash Camp Oak Spring. Our media coordinator, Maddie, has transformed our facebook they are phenomenal they are a phenomenal human and i'm so lucky for them because maddie brings the best quality photos and captures all those awesome moments so yeah check us out on facebook uh, camp oak spring me as a person myself because i am a camp director i make sure that my internet things are (laughs) you know appropriate for the internet for everyone i'm in a band you can follow my band my (gasps) band's name is autumn city You can follow Autumn City on YouTube. That's one way you can get in touch with me outside of the camp world. And then, yeah, my email, just akelly at gscsnj.org. Absolutely. Feel free to, those are probably the three places to find me.
2: That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I didn't know you were in a band. (laughs) I,
1: I play the cajon. I'm a percussionist. I do hand percussion. And it's me and two other people. We do all original indie acoustic rock, indie rock that's really neat
2: <laughs> that is so cool amanda thank you so much for sharing everything that you have today i know that i personally will be going back when i'm editing this just listening and taking notes again because this session was more me just absorbing everything that you said so i can't wait to re-listen and relearn from you from everything that you've shared with us today was there anything else that you wanted to share on the podcast
1: before i let you go just kind of reiterating what i think i've been saying on and off camp is what we make it and we can change the world if we do it right so try your best my favorite line in the Girl Scout law is the first one you can only do your best I will do my best to be this version of myself I can only do my best and some days I can't right some days I can do less than my best and that's okay and I don't have to be my best every day I just have to try. Kindness and patience. And thank you for creating this platform so that way people can share their camp stories and get to hear about what people in the camp world are doing all across the U.S. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here.
0: Pleasure's all mine.
1: All right, camp kids, that was Amanda.
0: Make sure to contact them if you have any questions and to check out all the links in the show notes. If you are enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let's keep our Camp Kids community growing by spreading it to others who are also a part of the camp community. Please leave a rating or review, preferably a five-star rating, so that others can also find our podcast. Next week, we have another interview with a infamous camp director that you'll just have to wait until next week to find out who it is. That's all that I've got for you now, but remember that this is good night and not goodbye.